The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. With an extremely, I can't, can't uh, underline it enough, uh, important show for you today because we're heading towards the election and um, this this election could make or break this country, and um, you know I wish I wish people had listened when I did a whole bunch of shows before the election, the previous election, um, when I had on authors and people who were trying to expose Obama, what his real intents were, which turned out to be true, and and bad for this country, of course, and um, today. <laughs> Um, we have, I have, um, as the guest, Brenda Elliott, who is the co-author of the hot new New York Times bestseller, Fool Me Twice, Obama's Shocking Plans for the Next Four Years Exposed. And if you didn't listen then, and obviously not enough people did, because uh, Obama got into the White House somehow, um, please... <laughs> Listen now, and if you're already, if you're thinking about t- turning this off because you've made your mind up, let me tell you, there are things that you have, you've got to open your mind to because, um, he has us hoodwinked, incredibly hoodwinked. And, and I keep thinking, Brenda, that I keep envisioning, um, classrooms in the future reading about history and, and just shaking their head in disbelief that our country elected Obama in the first place, no less if he were to do it, be elected a second time. But it was bad enough. I mean, they're going to be asking their teachers, what were we thinking? Well, yes, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a strong possibility, but you also have to put that in the context of this progressive uh, socialist indoctrination has been officially going on on college campuses from which our teachers have come for decades. Uh, since 1905, it was a concerted effort. So we have a lot of people who think the way that he does because they learned it pretty much in some of the same places that he did. Mm. Well, you know, it is very, I mean, before we get into some of the things that you're exposing in this book, and thank goodness it's on the New York Times bestseller list, in other words, that enough people are, are seeing the value in finding out this information. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really amazing that, that as you say, you, we're sort of, we've been growing an increasing number of people who who do you know the forty seven percent if you want to <laughs> dare say talk about that but I mean I don't know what percentage but but I you know obviously Romney said that I I don't personally know what the percentage is but I know it's been growing of uh, people who 
have sort of given up on the American dream and are just looking for handouts from the government. Well, and, you know, when those numbers are staggering, uh, one of the most recent statistics is that 33% of Americans, that's 100 million plus, are on welfare. Now, we're not talking about Social Security. We're not talking about Medicare. We're talking about different, 80 different uh, welfare programs uh, that people are engaged in. I mean, that's an enormous amount of people. Boy. That, that is amazing. I mean, and not not counting Medicare or or Social Security, you said. Right. That that's exclusive right. of Social Security and Medicare. Right. So that adds. I mean, that's going to be what, like two thirds of our country. Right, and you know, and that's uh, of course out of that thirty three percent, predominantly it's food stamps. You know, now we have the food stamp president of all time, <laughs> uh, and Medicaid. I mean, those uh-huh. are the two uh, most highly funded programs, funded by taxpayers, or borrowed money paid back by taxpayers. Well, you know what's what's really of of a huge concern is what this bodes for the future. I mean, not just I mean past Obama. Uh, if he were to get elected and we weren't able to stop this tide now, um, I mean, the more people who become dependent, the more likely they're going to be to vote for a socialistic president. Well, yes, until until the system implodes or absolutely goes bust um, at the seams. I mean, Margaret Thatcher famously said, you know, you can do this with other people's money until you run out of other people's mm. money. Mm-hmm. And you know, that has to happen sooner or later. Yes, absolutely. Well, um, what about? Well, let's let's talk about because I want to try to become as inclusive as possible from the beginning. I mean, you know, this I know you you've probably uh, experienced it even a lot more than I have because of authoring this book. But this is the most divisive presidential election I think that there's ever been, or certainly in recent memory. Yes, and you know, and that is for a reason. Also, uh, progressives, I mean, we we use the word progressive, we use the word liberal, but uh, <clears throat> if they're socialist, no matter how you want to call it, that is exactly the tactic, is to isolate women, isolate uh, African Americans, isolate Latinos, isolate, uh, you know, gay and lesbians and whatever, to isolate all of these groups so that they have, it's all about identity. So the more we can divide even the uh, liberal uh, voters into those groups, uh, the more dependent they become um, on uh, programs that are offered to them. And then, of course, you offer the fear uh, well, if Romney or another Republican is elected in your state, all of that is going to disappear because they don't like you. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad that, I mean, that we've become so disillusioned and so on, that that this spirit has been squelched in so many people to be entrepreneurs or to be, you know, to go after, uh, have that pioneering spirit to go after the American dream. And that is a major problem. I mean, I, I'm listening. Uh, I, I'm listening to speeches that uh, Ryan and Romney are giving now, and they are offering the right message that there is hope that the American dream is still alive. Uh, you know, that not hope and change because we already <laughs> found out what that's all about. <laughs> But uh, hope that there, the American dream still exists, that people who have lost their jobs can still get 
retrained and uh, get the tools and the education that they need to do uh, new jobs, not the green jobs that we were promised that really didn't amount to anything but crony capitalism, but real jobs, and that's what people want. They want to be able to earn a living. They want to be able to pay taxes. They want the, to own a home and so forth. Uh, and I think that's what we're hearing now, and hopefully that's going to be a strong message between now and the election. Yes, and, and of course there is... Um there are so many opportunities for people to become entrepreneurs and start their own business if they've if they've been uh, laid off or or you know or just as a good idea. Um, before we go on, tell tell us how it is that you came to write this book and how it is. I mean, I, I know you don't just write the, the book. You also um, you've been in this for the long run. You're also a blogger who created Rizco Watch, the real Barack Obama. And RBO2, RBO and RBO2. And, um, and also you've been the co-author of Red Army and the Manchurian President, which of course, you know, yes, the Manchurian President. Um, uh, where, where are you coming from so people can, can, you know, to be transparent? Well, to be absolutely transparent, I was a Democrat until uh, Barack Obama came along. Huh. And that's the dem- a Democrat from the old school, not the progressive uh, liberal school, although my father used to call me the liberal in the house. <laughs> um, I had a divided family like a lot of people did. You know, one was a Republican and the other a Democrat. Uh, but I was, I was a Hillary Clinton supporter. I put out signs in my uh, local town for her. I did uh, some minor phone banking. I was, she's my generation, so it was a natural thing for me to do that. Um, interestingly, the, uh, the campaign office right next door was the Barack Obama campaign mm-hmm. office and uh, got a, a, an un, uh, unpalatable taste, I guess is the way to put it, of how he ran his campaign. So when Hillary dropped out, I absolutely refused to have anything to do with the Democrats after that. That, that opened my eyes. And uh, I guess you would say I am uh, libertarian conservative uh, in my views. Uh, so uh, people think I'm a Republican and I'm pushing the, uh, the Republican agenda, and nothing could be further from the truth because that's not my roots. So it's really more anti-Obama to protect the country from Obama than being a pure Republican. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I will, uh, I don't ever see in my future that I would ever go back to being a, a Democrat. I'm in New Hampshire, and uh, we're registered here as independents. We don't have to declare one mm. way or the other. Mm. And that's what I'll keep as my status. So, what was it um, that was coming from the Obama campaign office that, that opened your eyes and, and made you feel so passionate this way? Well, the way that they ran their campaign in 2008, they had college students, uh, I presume from our, one of our local universities, uh, they would, uh, the Obama campaign would bring in busloads of them to demonstrate in the downtown square. They were obnoxious. They ran up and down the sidewalks of the downtown just pushing against doors and acting like hooligans. I mean, just that whole experience. They would, I mean, the smokers would stand outside of Hillary Clinton's campaign office window and smoke and drop their cigarettes and just literally be obnoxious and yelling obscenities. Well, I learned through being on the Internet and chatting with other people, this was happening all over the country. And why? Um, what, what was that supposed to do? 
intimidate, I guess. Uh, they would come into town and take down all the campaign signs huh. that were not Obama signs. And we found them, actually. They were behind the uh, Department of Transportation for the city, uh, piled up uh, behind the building. They literally pulled them up and threw them out. Huh. Well, you know, so, you know that was a uh, pretty nasty case, but I had already had... Uh, a pretty good idea of what he was about beginning in about 2006. I started compiling information on all of the candidates on a website called the Disinfopedia then. Now it's called SourceWatch. And uh, back in 2006, I started compa- compiling profiles of both sides of the aisle, all of the candidates. And that's where I started Resco Watch because the Tony Resco Barack Obama story uh, just exploded at the end of January 2008 when the Tony Resco was on trial. Hmm. So, um, you know that what you're talking about, uh, you know, the, the college students coming in and taking down the signs and so on, reminds me of what I was just reading about on the internet today uh, that about, and I'm sure you know about this, the Voter Watchdog Group that um, has already found ballot fraud in Florida and New York? No, I didn't see that, but I'm not at all surprised. They, this group um, looked at the voter registration lists in Florida and New York, and they saw the ones that were um, registered in both places, and people apparently had been sending in uh, ballots, regi- voting in both states, there were there was a, a large number, a large percentage of the people who had residences in both states were voting in both states. Well, we need to take a break. My guest is Brenda Elliott. Her book is Fool Me Twice, Obama's shock, Shocking Plans for the Next Four Years Exposed. And we're going to get into what she exposed when we come back. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. 
Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about Obama Exposed with my guest, Brenda Elliott. She is uh, the co-author of the new hot New York Times bestseller, Fool Me Twice, Obama's shocking plans for the next four years exposed. And um, during the break, I was talking to Brenda, and she was saying that um, in her book, uh, they did predict that there was going to be voter fraud. And, and, uh, and in fact, in New Hampshire, she's aware already of, of other instances. So tell us about that. Well, in 2008, um, our major state university is in Durham, and in 2008, they bust uh, students to the, the local town hall to register to vote. Now, that sounds innocent, uh, except for the fact we have a large population of out-of-state students. Uh, just in the court yesterday here in New Hampshire, the new, the new New Hampshire voter ID law uh, was struck down uh, where out-of-state students uh, were going to be required to get a uh, New Hampshire's driver's license and register their vehicles in New Hampshire. And that was struck down. But, what, of course, the plan is to have these out-of-state students register and vote here in New Hampshire because they're less likely to absentee vote and they're definitely less likely to return uh, to their home state to, uh, to vote because it's in the middle of the semester. Uh, so that is a problem. In 2008, of course, they bust uh, busloads of students to the town hall. Now, how many of those people registered to vote and actually voted, we don't know. But it was not the Republicans that did that. It was the Democrats that did that. Uh, so even if some of those students had been Republicans, the majority by large would have been Democrats. Uh, this is in Durham, New Hampshire, which is a very liberal town. Yeah. What do you think about um, Paul Ryan um, being sort of the antidote <laughs> to uh, Obama getting the college vote? Well, I think it's great. I think that Mitt Romney, uh, I, I held my breath when he was going to make his decision, mm-hmm. and it kind of dragged along, and I didn't have any enthusiasm as to some of the uh, possibilities. But when he picked Ryan, um, it struck me that it was a brilliant choice, not just because of the Ryan budget plan, uh, but because he does have that youthful charisma. Um, and, you know, we have a uh, candidate of we had a candidate in 2008 and have a candidate on the Democratic Party, again, that basically floats along on charisma. I just saw her on Twitter, which is my go-to, where uh, George Stephanopoulos and I can't remember, I think it was Barbara Walters, that they were talking about uh, the Obamas had been on uh, the view um, with the ladies and how that they were identifying the Obamas as so much fun um, I'm really not sure that that's really the criteria for a world leader. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and he fun. supposedly said he was he was their eye candy, and he and the key thing is he he went from Washington D.C. to New York to be on the View when the when the UN was having very important sessions that he should have been at. 
Well, absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I saw one of the excuses was, well, if he talked to one world leader, he was going to have to talk to <laughs> ten of them. Well, um, I'm sorry, but I think that's the job you signed up for. Oh, God. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, you know, but actually, talking about the U.N., it's really pathetic. Um, I mean, I remember uh, it, it's been going on for at least five years because I remember being on vacation and watching television in Italy and seeing, uh, you know, more information about Iran and, and nuclear weapons and so on. And so it's been at least since then um, that Obama has, or, you know, the, well, the United States, let's see, five years ago, well, that would have been before. Well, in any case, during Obama's presidency, um, he has done nothing except cry wolf. He's the boy who cried wolf. No wonder Iran isn't believing him that we're going to do anything. If, well, if no, you know, and he, just made this, he just made this new speech uh, that um, we should not do anything to, basically no one should do anything to insult the prophet. Yeah. Um, of Islam, not Islamic religion, not the belief that we should not do anything to insult the prophet of, of Islam. Well, hello, um, why is that important to you? Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, you Every know, I said, I said in the last election, and I'll say it again, that, and, and you know that there are, are people who have, and maybe it's also in your book, um, that his uh, Islamic roots um, are really at the core of what's been going on. That his education, his um, where he was living, who, who his father was, or were you know the the father and stepfather. Um, I mean, all of this has obviously had a profound influence. And um, he's, some of the, if you look at and, and maybe you talk about this, I unfortunately haven't had a chance yet to read your book, but um, how how he is driving America into the ground. And there is something conscious or unconscious, it has to be some of it conscious, um, about that. Well, Aaron Klein and I, have, my co-author, Aaron and I have both been writing uh, about the uh, his Islamic connections uh, from, well, we're now four and a half years, we've been talking about the same things. Uh, Manchurian president, we talk about it to some extent. I wrote about it on uh, Resco Watch, uh, way back in spring of 2008 uh most definitely people and this is one of those sad things that I'm going to I'm going to kvetch here a little bit um, that it's too bad like you said that people didn't pay attention you know in 2008 they weren't paying attention because you know there's been so many of us Aaron myself and a, a lot of others that I could name that we've all been saying this. This is now. Now we have some people in the media that are suddenly discovering that there's something to this. But how long does it take for it to sink in? Way too long, and hopefully not too late. Uh, the things that he is saying now, uh, it, it almost sounds like well, that one uh, group that he doesn't have completely hunkered down for the vote are the Muslims in the U.S. You know, dear Boris. Dearborn in Michigan and other big enclaves like that, like there's another large one in New Jersey. Uh, it, maybe he's preaching to these people to get them on board to vote. Well, what do you, he doesn't have them hunker down? Why, why, why? Well, I'm saying if he doesn't, maybe his internal polling, maybe that polling or something uh -huh. is indicating to 
uh, his campaign that he may not have them locked down. Well, I would think though that they would that they would look at his record and and see you know from from his speech in Egypt to all kind to his being anti-Israel, absolutely throwing Israel under the bus all along, um, you know, up to today, even with Iran and all that. Um, and and so they should be very happy and be the first ones at the polls. Um, I, I mean, you know, it's not about. Uh, it's 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 just really um, it's it's just really very frightening and um, and and the media as you know as you say even the thing about um, you know the sheriff who and and others um, probably you and I I read um, Aaron Klein's book Schmoozing with Terrorists I love that right. book and um, you know I, I don't know if you're aware but I've written a book called. Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted. It was published in the U.K., and um, I'm in the process of trying to get it published here. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I think that that book, that, that, well, the, the 9-11 has so much to do with why we've lost our hope about getting the American dream. That's, that's a whole part of it. But, um, but anyway, the media has been so pro-Obama that it makes it very difficult the way they spin stories about making Obama look good and making Romney look bad. It's it's just making the whole election a lot more difficult. Well, yes, and the thing that puzzles me, it really puzzles me, and maybe you have an answer to this, but do not all of these media people have wives, children, grandchildren, mothers, fathers, grandmothers, neighbors, uh, don't they live in the real world where they can perhaps look around and see what the impact will be of all of these different policies? I mean, they can't live in that much of a, a bubble that they're not aware of consequences. I always say action, reaction, consequences, and it's consequences that people tend to forget. Um, don't Aren't they aware of what all of these, uh, like Obamacare or... Uh, the uh, Mini Dream Act, and do, do they not have an awareness of what the impact will be from these? Well, I know. Well, you know, Obamacare, um, of course, would be a disaster for everyone um, from the death panels that they're claiming are not death panels, and so on. Um, but you know, yes, you know, don't. <laughs> no one seems to recognize, it, or they think that it's only going to affect. Old people, or, you know, and don't they have parents and grandparents who that might affect that, you know, aren't going to get the care that they need because, um, because of, of Obamacare? Um, or even, but it's not just that. It's, it's anybody these days, you know, because doctors, um, and I've been very involved in, in this, um, doctors aren't, doctors can't, well, first of all, doctors are depressed and demoralized and disillusioned. They didn't go into medicine to practice like this, to be told by the government how to practice medicine. And, um, and there are a lot of doctors who are huge. In fact, there was a, there are, are uh, statistics about this. A huge number of doctors who are either planning on doing an early retirement or, um, or just quitting medicine and doing something else. Um, because because this isn't what they signed up for. Well, here locally, for example, um, I have personally lost three doctors, and out of one of the clinics that I do go to that's attached with our hospital, one doctor who is a young guy, we're talking 40-ish, um, quit 
and he now runs three gyms, like Gold's <laughs> Gym. He 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 invested in three gyms, and he wants nothing more to do with mm-hmm. this kind of medicine. Uh, I have an endocrinologist, and he went to a, a forum in New York City here a few months back, and he says they're all talking how they understand it'll be one doctor who acts as the CEO in the hospital, and all of these nurse practitioners and uh, uh, being the, quote, people who are the hands-on doctors because doctors are running for the exit so fast and as quickly as they can, you know, opting out any way that they get, they want nothing to do with it, or they're going to research, or, you know, or they're do, but they're no longer involved um, with hands-on medical care. Yes, which means that for no matter what your age, um, when you call up to try to make an appointment for a doctor, uh, you're going to have a, a very long wait. All right, we need to take another break. My guest is Brenda Elliott. She is the author of the new New York Times bestseller called Fool Me Twice, Obama's Shocking Plans for the Next Four Years Exposed. We're going to continue shocking you, exposing more of his plans. Actually, we didn't. We, we need to get to more of his plans in the, next, uh, in the next half hour. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Do you find yourself tearing pictures of rooms out of magazines? Do you watch certain movies and TV programs because of the homes they show? Are Sundays reserved for open houses? Then you are a home dreamer. And someday, you will build or renovate your dream home. Steve Plipp has spent three decades learning how to win at the dream home game. His show, Winning the Dream Home Race, can be heard every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Let Steve Plipp help save you money and make you a winner. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about Obama exposed and the person who is exposing him. Fortunately, we have people exposing him. Um, Brenda Elliott, she is the co-author of the hot New York Times bestseller called Fool Me Twice, Obama's Shocking Plans for the Next Four Years Exposed. 
and we're going to get into some of these plans now. And, of course, in the last segment, as usual, I will give you uh, uh, web addresses uh, to, find, to find the book and to find other information about uh, some of these issues. So, um, Brenda, why don't you, why don't you pick, pick out some of the highlights, some of the most important things that um, you would like to highlight from your book? Well, uh, to talk about the military and and our defense is a very timely topic with everything that is going on in the Middle East in particular. Uh, There's a uh, plan that's called the 2012 Unified Security Budget, and this is a um, a 2012 version. There are earlier versions, and a lot of the uh, proposals are similar. Uh, It was produced or co-sponsored by the Center for American Progress, uh, the Institute for Policy Studies, and a couple of the George Soros organizations, the Institute and the Foundation. Uh, George Soros also funds uh, the Center for American Progress and the Institute for Policy Studies, so it's not by accident these groups collaborated to sponsor uh, this report uh, pretty much on an annual basis. And he was the main fundraiser for Obama. Oh, yes. In the first election. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the Center for American Progress is headed by John Podesta, who was uh, uh, chief of staff for Bill Clinton, uh, headed up or co-headed the transition team for Obama-Biden uh, in November, December 2008. So this is very much an internal kind of think tank thing provided to the White House. Uh, What's very, there are several highlights in this report, which is uh, 96 pages long, so you can go on the Internet and pull it up for yourself, the 2012 Unified Security Budget. Uh, right off the top, and Obama has already said this in the past few weeks, uh, cutting a trillion dollars from the defense budget. That would be $100 billion a year for 10 years. Mm. And uh, that sounds like a great thing. Oh, we're going to save some money. And the answer to that is, no, we're not going to save it. We're going to redistribute it. Uh, They're calling it savings, uh, which is always a a catchy idea. We're going to save this money, but really Mm -hmm. uh, we're not. Uh, We're going to also uh, take that money and we're going to transform the military, make them into more of a peacekeeping force. Uh, to help fight global warming, fight global poverty, fight global injustice. Like the Peace uh, Corps. <laughs> like the Peace Corps. Which is a lovely Corps. idea, except for the fact that there are terrorists trying to kill us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and cut back on things, uh, these cuts, these, these savings, uh, to cut back on things like our nuclear arsenal. Of course, this has been an Obama thing ever since he was uh, running for the U.S. Senate. He is very much... Uh, for disarmament. He would be very happy to disarm the United Mm -hmm. States completely. That would just fit in his agenda. And this is the U.N. agenda, of course, also, uh, disarmament. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also, and this has been been part of this plan for uh, a few decades, actually, to take oversight of defense spending and hand it off to an independent oversight panel. Appointed by the president. Of course, like all other... Just like the Obamacare. Yes, exactly. Uh, Money, of course, part of this savings, money to the U.N. for uh, global health to help out uh, third world countries. And when you say help out, what you're really saying is redistribute that money. Uh, 
mm-hmm. money to green uh, programs. And one of the things that I just I just laugh at this one. He ca- they call it a green incubator, <laughs> using military facilities, shutting down more of them like we have been doing gradually since the Vietnam era, and converting them into green incubators. And that sounds insane, except for the fact they're already kind of doing it. Uh, back in the middle of last month, uh, $43 million from the Department of Energy, and I love the way they phrase things, to develop technology too risky for the private sector. In other words, private investors, these, these things are too risky. So we're going to have the government give, and these are grants, these are not loans, these are grants. Um, and the recipients, 19 recipients include Ford, GE, Bosch, we're not talking about startup companies here. We're talking about corporate America, uh, which is which is pretty much insanity. Um, another well, thing that uh, is, wait, I'm not really sure what you mean. And and these companies are supposed to do what with the money? Oh, they're going to do things like uh, battery management and store and storage innovation for electric vehicles. Uh, but why would Obama want to give these, I mean, he's anti-corporation. Why would he want to give corporations this money? Well, if you go to um, uh, opensecrets.org, which is uh, run by a think tank, and go and pull up uh, 2008, or I think, it, I think it even goes back to 1999, it shows who his campaign contributors oh. have been. Mm-hmm. GE is a huge contributor. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, this is more, you know, you put money in my campaign coffers and I will do a little something-something to help you out. I see, I see. So, you know, there's just going to be more of this. It's just uh, this particular uh, defense budget plan uh, is just loaded with all kinds of way to green stimulus. Uh, they they just absolutely love that. Hmm. Um, Another thing that's very, very concerning, because uh, we predicted uh, in our in Fool Me Twice that this was going to happen. Uh, the book came out on August the seventh. We found find out that on August the fifteenth already, uh, the Mini Dream Act kicked in, uh, where illegal immigrants of a certain age group <clears throat> uh, brought here to this country before the age of sixteen under the age of 31, could uh, apply for a two-year deferment. And I love the way they uh, uh, Orwellian name things. Mm -hmm. This was called the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. Now, the deferred action is deportation. (laughs) That's that's what we're going to defer. And this even includes um, people who were already in the system to be deported. Hmm. Now, you know, this is a nice thing to do until you find out that we're talking about about uh, 1.75 million eligibles. Wow. Permanent Democrat voters. Right. Stuffing the ballot box. Stuffing the ballot box. Huh. Okay. Go ahead. uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, this didn't go over really big in Arizona, though. Uh, Governor Jan Brewer uh, immediately issued an executive order saying uh, no state public benefits for these people, no state ID card, no driver's license, 
Uh, and it's in the law. I mean, it's in their law. Now, you're in California? Mm-hmm. Well, California, you see, says that these illegal immigrants um, cannot have driver's licenses. So I understand that the legislature there is scrambling to find a way to rewrite the law so that all of these folks will be able to get a driver's license. Yes, it's really got, they're they're trying to get something through that's really pretty ridiculous uh, and dangerous. Um, well, yeah, and, you know, we go back to the 2008 campaign. Uh, this was at the New Hampshire presidential debate, actually, where uh, Barack Obama and John Edwards and Hillary Clinton had a whole debate about licenses for illegals. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember correctly, if I remember correctly, uh, Obama really slammed Hillary Clinton for saying that she would give them driver's license. Huh. And he huh. was against it. But then whatever he's against today, he's for tomorrow, right. and, and we waffle back. Right. Um, you know, talking about immigration and papers and so on, um, one of the things I wanted to ask you was I started to mention the sheriff and, and others. Um, right. Probably you've included that, too. What about, you know, this whole birther thing that's uh, taken on this pejorative tone? Um, but what about it? I mean, it's never really been disproven. Oh no! I mean that that he that he was born in the U.S. or not born. I mean in, in, that he it's never been proven that he was born in the U.S. It's it's it, and it seems there seems to be a lot of evidence that he wasn't. And yet, why are we all sort of ignoring that? Well, Aaron and I wrote in Manchurian President, and we always have maintained that we don't have any proof that he was not born in Hawaii, and it was a U.S. state at the time. So we have no quibble with that. The quibble that we have is that uh, if Barack Obama Sr. was, in fact, Barack Obama's father, he was a British subject. He was not a U.S. citizen, so he Hmm. was not born from two U.S. citizens, naturalized or otherwise. And that's kind of like, okay, game over as far as I'm concerned. So why isn't that out in the media more? I don't know, and I've not really seen... uh, anybody really argue making that argument i know that aaron that was a chapter that aaron did in manchurian president and he went into the law very deeply and fought trace back the precedent for that uh i do not know why they don't because as far as i'm concerned that's the real issue uh-huh well and but okay but also the you know after trump uh called for him to produce the birth certificate and he produced the certificate that apparently has a lot of uh, cover-ups on it, a lot of photoshopping, and, and that, that it's been examined um, and found to, to not be accurate, I mean, to, to be covering something up. Well, uh, absolutely, and I have seen a lot of those different videos that peel away the layers, and I've talked with people that are familiar with Photoshop and other programs like that, <clears throat> and I've had it explained to me a number of times of what actually happened here. But the Obama administration's uh, response is, so what? Well, you know, some of these things, they're written about in the um, tabloids, which, you know, <laughs> I mean, thank goodness for the tabloids, because at least, um, yes, they do some sensationalistic kinds of things, but um, but they also make sure all everything that I, I used to write for the uh, National Enquirer, a column on Hollywood on the Couch, um, and and they check everything. A team of lawyers went over every word. And so it's really interesting. They've had articles about uh, about the document, the birth certificate, and how it was forged and or changed or photoshopped 
And and yet, you know, even though that goes everywhere, um, no other media dare to pick it up. No, and nor will they. Um, I mean, this is called the legacy media. I call them the lamestream media, and lame in that uh, true investigative journalism is is dead. I mean, there are very few folks out there that are really investigating much of anything. I mean, it's all shifted to the alternative media or the uh, you know the, the bloggers and the uh, the forum people. Uh, Free Republic, which was a is a uh, website that. Uh, I know a lot of people used to laugh at, but if there is a topic out there and it comes out 10 minutes later, there are 200 different people investigating every little detail, and they are excellent at digging up that information. Mm. So it's not like the media cannot do this. It's just like uh, Fool Me Twice. I've been asked over and over and over, how did you find this information? And my answer is simple, Google. Hmm. Wow. I mean, it's easy. None, none of this is hidden. Anybody who can spell and can search could have found it if they wanted to. Huh. All right. We need to take another break. My guest is Brenda Elliott. Her book is Fool Me Twice, Obama's Shocking Plans for the Next Four Years Exposed. And we'll continue with that when we come back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. As you can tell, this is really important stuff. Spread when this, this is going to be going up in the archives in the next 24 to 36 hours. And please uh, spread the link to this around, because the more people who can find out this information, the better. My guest is Brenda Elliott. She is the co-author of the hot new New York Times bestseller, Fool Me Twice, Obama's Shocking Plans for the Next Four Years Exposed. And I know one of the plans, shocking plans, that you want to expose and that you did expose in your book is called The Power of the President. So tell us about that. 
Uh, I mentioned earlier the Center for American Progress. Well, they uh, are behind a lot of these different plans. We call them blueprints uh, that Barack Obama could use in a second term. And actually, he has used them in his first term. Obamacare came out of these plans. Uh, so did the green, uh, the stimulus bill, green energy plans. But this publication is called The Power of the President. You can just Google online for that, and if you get more than one, then Center for American Progress. This is 54 pages, uh, which came out in November of 2010 after the midterm election when the Democrats lost control of the House of Representatives. This put the administration into an absolute panic mode. They were unprepared for this to happen. So now Obama was facing a uh, Republican-controlled House of Representatives, House of Representatives which initiates and uh, appropriates um, uh, legislation for uh, different spending bills. So the, Obama was left with a problem. He had a Republican House that wasn't going to be cooperating with him anymore. So Center for American Progress put out this document called Power of the President. And what it is, is it lays out in great detail all the different legal tools uh, available to the president to uh, accomplish his goals uh, and bypass Congress and bypass the will of the people. And this mini-dream act that we talked about a little earlier uh, is an example of that. Uh, using um, this, That was a presidential directive. So it was a document that basically he could sign it, uh, it had the power of his uh, his his power behind it, and Congress couldn't do anything about it. I mean, it was a fait accompli. Uh, the uh, some of the green energy plans we talked about uh, the uh, Department of Energy using their funds to do uh, this green stimulus, the green incubator stuff. Uh, the <clears throat> the EPA. Uh, can use uh, its regulatory power to have things happen. Uh, they've already uh, consulted back at the beginning of August, uh, consulted with Mexico uh, about uh, high-priority environmental issues along the border. Uh, the, it, the issue that they really got into was the amount of damage being done to the borderlands by immigrants. And uh, in 2011 alone, there were a 1,000 tons of uh, waste products, you know, vehicles and plastic bags and you name it, uh, that was left along the border by these immigrants uh, illegally crossing over. Hmm. I believe they said 500 tons of trash and 100 abandoned vehicles. Hmm. Um, but these are things you see the EPA can deal with uh, with their regulatory powers, and they're unhindered uh, by Congress. And there are many things like this, the executive order. People are very familiar with executive orders. And uh, all presidents going back for a very long time have used executive orders, but none have used it. Uh, the way that Barack Obama does, like a, a dictator waving his magic wand and decreeing this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that we, <clears throat> that voters need to stop and pause and really think about. Uh, do we want a dictator? Because if the Republicans should take over the Senate and maintain control of the House of Representatives, this would leave a President Obama in the position that he would have no choice except to use the powers granted to him as president uh, to continue his agenda. 
Uh, yes, it, um, there was something recently. What did you do recently that, um, I mean, besides the mini dream, there was something else where, where it was like everyone sort of did a double take. Um, how can he do that? How can he just decide that this is the way it's going to be without things being agreed upon by Congress? Right. I think you're referring to the uh, welfare uh, requirement that uh, people receiving uh, workfare, that they, what's what they called it under the Clinton administration, that uh, welfare recipients would have to uh, work, be working towards going into the workforce. And that was removed. Not only was it removed, but such things as uh, going to a uh, spa to get treatment, you know, to get treatments, uh, to uh, make a shopping list, to go shop. I mean, almost any insane thing that you could think of would qualify as um, entitling you to your welfare money. <laughs> oh, wow. So what do you have planned between now and, um, and, and the election? I imagine it's to speak and, uh, wherever you can and reach as many people as you can to give them, to ex- give them some of these exposed facts. Right. Uh, Aaron and I are both taking a little mini vacation. Uh, we'll both resume hot and heavy uh, about, about the second week of October. And uh, Aaron's going to be out there on the doing a speaking tour around the country. I don't have his schedule, or I'd be glad to tell you where to go and find mm-hmm. it. Uh, but we're going to be hitting it hot and heavy from now, uh, you know, about the second week of October right up to the election. And uh, Aaron keeps, I keep researching, and uh, I, I'm his researcher for his, for uh, World Net Daily as well as my own mm-hmm. And uh, we'll just keep hitting it as hard as we can. Okay, and I want to make sure that we have time for you to give out the, the websites. Where should people go to buy the book? I mean, I know it's in, obviously, a New York Times bestseller. It's in every bookstore. But where, where else can people go to find out more about it, or, or where would you like to direct people? Well, they can go to my major website, which is rbo2.com, and all of the links are there for Fool Me Twice. It'll take them to the uh, books website that has the media schedule. Like today, you're, you know, it's, this is on the media schedule, and uh, it'll redirect people just about everywhere. As far as the book, wnd.com uh, has a superstore, and they are our publisher, WND Books and Amazon.com, of course. And if you have read the book already or after you read the book, please go to Amazon and uh, give a rating, uh, a critique, because uh, people want to hear what other people think of the book. Disregard the number one star ratings. Uh, Those are all concern trolls that would be happy to have this book just vanish. Um, They make such stupid remarks that um, it just blows your mind. They obviously... Don't read anything. Yes. Okay. And the page that there, the page that I went to, where there's the video, um, a really powerful video, uh, is on the wnd.com slash book slash fool me twice and so on. Um, it's http colon slash slash superstore dot wnd.com slash books. Um, there's a great, a great video, very powerful, very, very, uh, you know, exposing, uh, some of the facts in your book. This is the page for the book, Fool Me Twice. And, uh, and, you know, if you have any questions, 
If you have any questions about whether you should, who you should vote for, or whether you should be concerned if Obama gets in again, this video will certainly give you pause, as, of course, will Brenda's book, Fool Me Twice. <laughs> well, um, I, I want to thank you so much for being on and sharing this information. And I know, of course, we just touched on some things in this book, which is 290 pages, so obviously we can only touch on some of the highlights, but but we've, we've really uh, illuminated a lot of important things that people need to think about. And this whole, you know, bottom line, Obama is making America vulnerable, both by bleeding it dry financially and by cutting down the military. That's really all anyone needs to know. Well, I mean, it's nice to know all the details that you talk about in the book, but that's the conclusion. That yeah, and one make- of the things that we did not do that we probably should have, and it probably would have made people not go past page one, if we had calculated all of the money that is proposed to be expended in, the, in another four years, um, it's just mind-boggling how much money that uh, the members of Congress have already included in legislation that has been submitted so far, not counting new legislation that they might come up with. Yes, absolutely. And so, so you have to ask, why is Obama making America so, so vulnerable? And, and what are his plans to sink the West. I mean, who does that remind you of? I mean, you know, this this should be obvious, and I hope you people will read the book. Fool Me Twice. Brenda Elliott is the co-author, and uh, please get a hold of it. Please look at look it up, at least on the websites, and, and watch the video, and please think. Use your brains. It, it, the American dream is still alive. You just have to believe in it and have, have the courage to uh, pursue it. So thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 